What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, good morning. We are back on the radio and that's so good. So let me tell you what this is about. That's the weekly show of Europeans in Catalonia. An association founded not even one year ago by a bunch of EU citizens in Barcelona. And this is to represent and defend the rights and interests of foreigners living here in Catalonia. So we promote the pro-European vote, disseminate information about Europe, and make known the values of the European Union to all uh, people living here. If you want to find more about the organization, you can find us on the website uh, europeansincatalonia.org and, of course, Facebook. So what this show is about, it's about EU affairs, politics, economy, culture, and we like to give some tips on Barcelona to our fellow expats. A lot of good stuff, I promise you. My name is Greg. I will be with you today for one hour, and I am not alone. With me, I have Annette. Good morning, Annette. Good morning. It's good to have you here. Um, actually, we were doing this, this show a few months ago, but now we are back on this radio, cool, uh, Cultura FM uh, 101.8. So the first project of the association was a campaign to inform and promote the right to vote for EU citizens. Uh, that was our first project. And Annette, maybe you can tell us more a bit uh, about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, you might not be aware of it, but EU citizens, as well as the citizens of some other countries, do have the right to vote in the European Parliament elections and the local mayoral and municipal elections. As you probably know, those are the elections that will take place this coming Sunday, the 26th of May. Mm -hmm. And they're two quite separate elections. You've got the local elections, which are for all the municipalities in all of Spain. Um, so that's the local mayors and the councillors mm -hmm. in each municipality mm -hmm. from the very small villages right up into the, the city of Barcelona and its much higher profile yeah. mayoral race. Yeah. Um, and then there are the European Parliament elections where representatives from each country are sent to the European Parliament in Brussels. Yeah, so all this next Sunday. Right? Coming up on Sunday, yeah. If you haven't already registered to vote, it is unfortunately too late for these elections, but it's worth getting registered for next time. Mm. You know, it's really important that we all have our say in the way that we're governed, both in, at the local level and and, you know, of course, at the European level as well. And there's lots of information about exactly how to get registered on the Europeans in Catalonia yeah, website. Exactly. So as EU citizens, we have the right to vote for the municipal election here in Spain and the EU parliament election. But it's important to do all what is necessary to be able uh, to do so. But Annette, today we, we go one step further, uh, not only voting, but we have people here even more active. They come here to Spain and they actively participate to the political life here in Spain. So people using fully their EU rights uh, of, as a citizen here, right? That's right. It's wonderful. Uh, it's not You can't only just vote. You can actually get involved and even stand as a, a candidate yourself. So today we're going to be um, speaking to three people from elsewhere in the EU who have uh, come to Barcelona or to Catalonia and have done just that. Um, so Fantastic. the first... The first is um, Eva Maria Popcheva, and she's from uh, Bulgaria, and she also has some German roots. Um, and she is standing as a candidate for Ciudadanos in the European Parliament elections. Hi, everybody. Hello. We also have Ro uh, Romina Belmelans. I don't think I got that right. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's Bemelmans, but sorry. Don't <laughs> Hello, everybody. Romina <laughs> <laughs> is from Belgium and Italy, and she, I believe, is number 19 on Manuel Valls' list. Correct. For mm -hmm. the municipal elections here in Barcelona. 
And we also have uh, Ricardo Spotorno, who is involved with some networking outreach in Barcelona for the Italian party Mass Europa. That's right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. morning. Um, Okay. Uh, fantastic. Uh, it looks like a fantastic, fantastic mix. So, uh, Ricardo Spatorno, uh, Eva Maria Popsheva, and Romina Bevermans with us today. A mix so for European elections, municipal elections, Italia, Belgium, Bulgaria, a bit of Germany. So, that's a good, that's, that's Europe today, this morning. So, you're going to tell us, uh, we want to know how it is like to be active politically in Barcelona, to be involved in a campaign. You're going to tell us and our audience everything about it. But I propose, yes, to wake up a little bit. We have some music. And we are back in a few seconds. So this is Europeans in. Um, let's be back in a few minutes. Europe. So this is already quite a political message here. So <laughs> I forgot to tell you, we have a tradition here. We ask our guests to choose one song and this one was the one of you, Romina, Unite Europe. So w- why that song? Well, it's a, it's a song which reminds me of, uh, of the 90s, actually. This was an Italian song who won the Eurovision in 1990. And the title of the song is Insieme, which means together, 1992, because this was in view of the Treaty of Maastricht, was what was in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm, I'm really emotional about it because uh, I, w- I'm, I was born and raised in a little town at 10 kilometers from the border of, of Holland, actually or from 10 kilometers from Maastricht. So for us, it was really, really a, a big happening. And if you listen to the song, there really is, it's really a song of hope because... It sings like one flag, you know, we will all live under one flag, no, no boundaries, uh, no uh, one, one sky. So it's really a message of, of hope. Okay, so. very good. Huh? Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Okay, Romina. Well, while, while we're talking to you, Romina, let's um, find out a little bit about, um, about you and, and your professional background. Um, and how did you end up in Barcelona? Well, actually, I studied philosophy and I also studied law and I got specialized in European law. And I ended up in Barcelona in 2009 for my current job, actually. I'm the secretary of the governing board and the governance officer of a European agency called Fusion for Energy. And I'm actually like 
I'm taking care of the relationships between, well, between the senior managers and the governing board, which is constituted of the of the EU member states in Switzerland. So it's like a pivoting point between two entities. Right. Okay. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And what what motivated you to get involved in politics here? Well, actually, for. Um, for a couple of reasons. The first reason, of, for sure, is my love of Barcelona. I love this city. Mm-hmm. And if you love somebody or a city, <laughs> there are some rights, but also some duties which are attached to it. So it, it felt very natural to fight for a city, the city I knew uh, when I arrived here almost 10 years ago. And also, the second reason is, is once you have been living here for several re- years, I mean, it's... It's you should get out of your comfort zone as an expert because it's easy to live in a bubble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at some point, you have to well get out there and uh, get involved. And That's what you're doing now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you get involved? Well, I mean, like Gregor already mentioned, one of the first things actually I got involved into was Europeans in Catalonia. That was the first step, like to to incentivize people that there is a right to vote for Europeans. So that was actually the first step. And I got to meet a lot of people in that context. And the second step was uh, to, well, I call it, like a good friend of mine <laughs> says it, I call it to join the resistance. <laughs> 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 because uh, I felt I had to do something. And so when I got a phone call to join uh, Manuel Valls, I, I didn't have to think twice. It was like an obvious choice for me. Okay, all right. Um, and tell us a little bit, just a little bit about what sort of activities you do as part of your co- campaigning in the run-up to this election. So what kind of things does it involve? Well, basically it comes down to meeting people of all kinds of uh, background. So it's, it's all re- activities related to, um, to meeting uh, um, uh, people, organizing events, um, like we organized yesterday evening an event with Europeans, uh, myself, Manuel Vaz, and the Euro- Europeans, so we were like, like 70 people explaining the program. Um, uh, so yeah, it's 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 a people. It's an activity of of, of of gathering as much as much people possible. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, it's clear. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, let's move on to Eva, and Eva, tell us about your professional background and how you ended up in uh, in Barcelona. Um, hi, everyone again. And uh, I actually um, work at the European Parliament. So I'm a civil servant uh, in the European Parliament. I started there some uh, six or seven years ago um, in the uh, like an expert for European constitutional law. There is a think tank at the European Parliament. Mm-hmm. So I started working there and I worked there for many years. And uh, for some time now, I've been working as a, an advisor, a political advisor to the Secretary General of the European Parliament. So this is basically the, the, the boss of the whole administration of the Parliament. So there's something in common, uh, two, two people coming from, the, from, from Europe, really Europe. Exactly. Europe mm-hmm. already, yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, I've been living in, um, during those past years between uh, Brussels and Barcelona. I have very strong links with Barcelona. I uh, came here uh, many, many years ago, and then I started working first as a lawyer. Um, at a law firm, and then I um, started working uh, with Teresa Freixas in the mm-hmm. Universidad Autónoma de Barcelona uh, mm-hmm. in the area of constitutional law. Uh, starting doing my, so I did my PhD with her, and then I also um, was working as a professor in constitutional law and uh, law of the European Union for many years. Okay. So I see really something in common. So already all the countries gathered uh, here. So you spoke about Maastricht, uh, so Belgium, so Bulgaria, Catalonia, Brussels. So it's 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 very really mixed, and I think we could see that already. It's it's Europe, your your, your common point. That's that's for sure. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And how did you come to be standing as a um, for the European Parliament? Um, well, I've been actually um, involved with Ciudadanos for many years. Um, as I told you, I mean, I worked at the um, Universidad Autónoma de Barcelona, also with people like Francesc de Carreras, who is one of the co-founders of Ciudadanos. Uh, and I actually, um, since the very beginning, um, uh, identified myself very, very strongly with the ideology of Ciudadanos, of uh, kind of a liberal uh, political ideology. Um, and I've 
been always very interested in politics. And for me, actually, the European Union politics is that what is going to determine our future and that of our children. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I decided that um, it's important, um, as they say in Spanish, um, mojarse. Mm-hmm. So to, to really take a stance mm-hmm. and uh, go for it. So not be uh, just someone who is criticizing and, and saying, well, yeah. we should do that or we should do the other thing, but really like get involved and, you know, yeah, get yeah, yeah. get things started, make your point. Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on to you, Ricardo. So as, as I um, t- tell us, first of all, how you your professional background and how you ended up in Barcelona. Right. Good morning, everybody again. So I finished my master in philosophy in Italy in 2006, and while I was looking for some PhD position, I found uh, there was a really good research group here in Barcelona, and I applied to there to study a PhD in political philosophy. That was mm-hmm. what I'm doing, thanks to a ERC-funded scholarship. So it's the okay. European Research Council. <laughs> yeah. Another reason to be grateful to the European Union, and that's well, how I decided to come here. Okay, and this this um, you're involved with the Italian party Mass Europa, um, and they operate in, in Italy, and but also of course at the European Parliament level. So, um, how do you get involved? You know, how how do you campaign for them here in Barcelona? Right, our party, which is called Più Europa in Italian, more European mm-hmm. in English, or Mass Europa in Spanish. Uh, was born for the national elections of the 4th of March 2018, mm-hmm. in which the clear division and, 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 and clash was between national and populist and, okay. uh, let's say, mm-hmm. liberal forces. So that's how we were born. We constituted as a party in January in Milan, and there we met a group of people living in Barcelona, and we decided that we need to do some political activism even in the place we were living. And it was just that we felt like there was something big going on and we need to take a stance at all levels, national level in Italy. Unfortunately, as you know, we are an experiment in Western Europe to have the first self-declaring national and populist government. But also in Barcelona municipal level, we decided to take a stance and to support Manuel Valls' candidate and also to European elections for sure. Okay. Yeah, very good, huh? Good. Very good, yeah. <laughs> I see here, yeah, with Europe. Okay, this is one point you all have in common. So it's it's more Europe. You are you are yes. fond of Europe. You are grateful, and you want to to make it a, a better Europe. So that's definitely something we all have in common, and and also with the association Europeans and Catalonia. So now, okay, before we pass to the next step, uh, the next phase of the interview, let's go back with some music. Uh, we take a break, and then we are back to to the studio in just uh, two minutes, something like that. Sofía, 
Sin tu mirada, sigo sin tu mirada. Dime, Sofía, ¿cómo te mira? Dime, ¿cómo te mira? Back to the studio, Europeans in Cultura FM. So we are not with Sofia, but we are here with Romina Bemelmans, Eva Maria Popsheva, and Ricardo Spartor Spartorno. Sorry. Uh, I'm Greg. I'm here with Annette, and we, we are talking about uh, politics, getting involved into uh, politics. Uh, if you are EU citizens, you are active in a country which is not your country of origin, and that's the topic. So we, we, we know what you are doing. We have a representative of the list of Manuel Valls here in Barcelona. We have someone here, Eva, for um, the list of Ciudadanos for the European Parliament election, and we are Ricardo here for representing the party uh, Mas Europa here. So now we want to know, Annette, how it is like to be active uh, in politics. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I was wondering if there are any challenges to getting involved in politics when you're not in your country, you know, when there are lots of local issues and people, you know, how accepting are people? Are there any difficulties? <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. There are any challenges. I would call it challenges. Uh, the first thing, actually, is to get enlisted. I mean, enlisted in El Censo, which yeah, is yeah. not so trivial as one yeah. might think it is. Yeah. First is the deadline, because that I was set on the 31st of January, exactly. when people are not thinking about politics. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is really a challenge, and I would like to see that change in the future, honestly. Yeah. That's very good, uh, Romina, if you allow me to interrupt you. And, and it's very important, and we know what the difficulty is, because it was precisely one of the first projects of Europeans in Catalonia, to inform people and to make sure that they are registered on time to be in a position to vote. So it's good that you mentioned that and point on it. Sadly enough, I have to add to that that it's not only to get enlisted, but then that, that they find you back on the list because apparently <laughs> it's an issue because you're apparently put on some kind of different list and a lot of people are not aware of it. So when I when they had to to give the list to the Junta Electoral of Manuel Valls, they couldn't find me. And although I was there, so it it well it caused like a breakup of my holidays to come to rush back to Barcelona. So. Yes, I've so, heard about that causing difficulties sometimes at polling stations as well because as well, foreigners yes. are actually listed on a separate list. So maybe that's yeah, yeah. for something for people to remember on Sunday when you yeah. go along to your polling station. If they can't find you on the list, make sure you ask. Absolutely. To check the separate foreigner list. That's a very good exactly. point, yes. Yeah. 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 Well, that's um, interesting that you say this because maybe we should also bring it up in the European Parliament. Um, I don't know if, if people are aware that actually, I mean, we talk about the European elections, we say they're European, but actually they're governed by national rules mostly. True. So we have at EU level only some like very basic rules, mm -hmm. like proportionality, mm -hmm. for example, is one of those. But then basically everything else is actually um, governed um, by national rules. Yeah. Things even like the date of the elections, you know, actually the elections, um, we have them here in, uh, in Spain, the yeah. European elections and mm -hmm. also municipal elections in the case of Catalonia on Sunday, um, mm. the 26th, but mm. in other countries, for example, elections like in Holland, etc., they start or, already tomorrow, tomorrow or in the UK. The UK is holding European elections. It's all between the, the, <laughs> so the 23rd, between the 23rd and 26th. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's what you say. So some so basic rules and the rest is all, there are national elections. In the, we have 28 yeah, like, elections. Yeah, in, in, yeah. The, in, the, in terms of, of rules, these are uh, like the national rules basically are applied and one of like the very important things, for example, is the uh, deadlines for registering on the electoral roll mm -hmm. and this is something that the European Parliament in the last years has been pushing for to uniform this and to make it more more flexible because yeah. for example in other member states it's not like in Spain you yeah. don't need to register by January if the elections are in May yeah. but you have like um, I think it's like six weeks or eight weeks yeah. before yeah. so we would like to make this a bit more flexible just to because we are talking very much about this how important it is that the turnout at yeah. the European yeah. elections yeah. is yeah. higher but then there are all kinds of difficulties for people yeah. really to yeah. to exactly. be able to, to yeah. vote exactly. well, that's lots very of interesting. bureaucratic hurdles that people yeah. have to yeah. get over 
Exactly. But I see we are already kind of shaping, we are already shaping the future uh, legislation and maybe we have a chance here to change that. So it's it's very good. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. And in terms of what you were asking before, uh, if it was difficult to to get involved um, in like in the the elections and things, um, I actually expected it to be a bit more difficult. And it was indeed a surprise when uh, Luis Garicano, the number one of the uh, uh, Ciudadanos list for the European elections, um, proposed to me to be number nine uh, on the list, which is a very high uh, place on the list. Um, I mean, I was a bit surprised in a sense uh, because I thought, well, why me? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is actually um, also something that Ciudadanos is standing for. This kind of um, we don't have the transnational lists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't uh, succeed uh, with that because some political uh, groups in the European Parliament didn't want it. But then yeah, it this is rejected. the way we implement it. Yeah, Can exactly. I ask a, an idiot's question? What is a transnational list? Yeah, so basically there was a proposal by the Liberals. Uh, this is where uh, Ciudadanos uh, is in the European Parliament and where also mm-hmm. Emma Bonino and her party uh, uh, would go in, uh, and the group that we are now also uh, basically uh, forming with uh, Renaissance mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Macron, Macron. Mm-hmm. Um, and we propose transnational lists, which would mean that actually there is a separate list from the national lists, yeah. and uh, people all over Europe could be would be able to vote for it. Uh, so this would make the European elections uh, basically more European because we always complain that the European elections kind are kind of a second order elections in the sense that yeah. many people just discuss national uh, issues and not mm-hmm. really European issues. Mm-hmm. So this would be a really a way which was nationalists to make the European elections really truly European. Yeah. And but more democratic maybe. Exactly. Yeah, also. You have a more direct link with your representative. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but uh, it was rejected I think in February 2000 uh, recently, quite recently. Do you think it has a chance to be successful in the next uh, legislature. I think that's definitely the, uh, the, the future. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, we actually were very close to it. We had a deal actually with the uh, Social Democrats and yeah. the um, European People's Party, and then the European People's Party at the very last moment yeah. <laughs> basically then didn't didn't um, um, fulfill that deal. And I think in the last in the next legislature we will be able yeah, yeah. to um, to yeah. push again for it and to succeed this time. Basically, so always like that with the European Union, an idea needs time to make its way so it's progressivity so maybe it was one start and then uh, I'm sure we'll get it in, 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 in the future but, but okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ricardo so actually that's the most general difficulty uh, foreigner let's say a European citizen living abroad from his uh, counter of origin phase that we don't have European list and being from a party which is the wo- first one I mean our predecessor was the first one to candidate a foreigner in one Italian European list, who was a Belgian guy back in the 70s, we really take it as a priority to have more European lists. Uh, The other problem is to convince and pass the message to your fellow citizens living abroad that they can do political activism in the place where they live because when you go abroad even within the European Union you have the idea that okay uh, political activism is not more a thing for me I'm something like a guest in this Mm -hmm. country and I I don't have to form a political idea in order to do political activism so the very first thing is to inform them that they have some voting rights Mm -hmm. like in European Mm -hmm. election and more importantly in municipal elections. That's why we are very thankful for European and Catalonia to have made this Mm -hmm. uh, message pass. Uh, So the very first thing is to inform them way in advance because the deadline was so uh, in advance this year, (laughs) end of January. And the second one is to organize them. But really what we found is that informed, I mean there are Italian community here in Barcelona is quite highly represented. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Italians. To convince them that there are things they can do, that they can devote some of their free time to do politics, mm-hmm. is something is really is still challenging, but we're making progress. In so, so, yeah, you, you all talked about the difficulty, like administrative difficulties right. in terms of information, knowing the rights, and doing whatever is necessary to, to be in a position to use them. But uh, I think we're interested in when you go on the streets and you talk to people as a foreigner, do you face some difficulties like, okay, what are you doing here in a country <laughs> which is not your country? Why, and even worse, why don't you go back to your country? I don't know, but I imagine you <laughs> yeah, you sometimes meet this kind of, of comments, uh, d- don't you? I don't know. Yeah, Romina. yeah absolutely. I've been... I've been uh, standing in these carpas, no, you just like stands, and then you meet really a lot of people. 
And I mean, there are a lot of people who support you, and I think it's it's great. But a lot of people are astonished. Mm. That's like, and astonished is still a very positive word. Some people even insult you and say, "Go back home." <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? So have yeah, you, you have a yeah, like uh, it's uh, yeah, you have a bit of everything. Let's say. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe in my case, it's it's because um, so I'm doing a lot of campaign. Actually, I just came back from Madrid from a mm -hmm. from a debate that I that I was doing with the um, Adikai, which is Association for Protection of Consumer Rights. And as I talk about the European Union, and um, I, I think maybe it's a little bit that people think, okay, she has a certain authority because she knows what is she talking about. She's been working in the European Parliament, so I actually haven't heard this kind of comments in the sense of um, uh, how do you think you could be part of a, of a list that is elected in, yeah, in, it's European in Spain. Elections, it's so European elections. Yeah, I think yeah. I guess people really accept this and, you know, our voters in general. Um, yeah, maybe very, from very that point of view, it's mm. easier uh, for the European election that going and being mixed into municipal affairs. I think so. But let's say that at the European level, I haven't face any problem yet but let's say when you take a stance or a position about local politics mm -hmm. namely municipal or independence debate which is yeah. like the, the yeah. main the main debate here in Catalonia we receive something like oh you cannot really form an opinion about this this issue not being not, not, not having lived all your life here no legitimacy no legitimacy yeah. that's right yeah. uh, that's another reason why we should exercise our right to vote in municipal election because in face of this criticism that we, we can form uh -huh. a proper idea, we should um, signal that we can form a proper uh -huh. idea and make it, I mean, yeah. implement it. I, I do agree, even because foreigners can even bring more to the table because they have seen how things go in their country, yeah. good mm -hmm. or bad. They have an outside perspective. So you, you perspective. even have an added value in that sense because you can compare. Mm. So absolutely what you're saying. Yeah. That, that's the message I try to make pass with, uh, with other people. I mean, I know independentist forces who were working in Italy way before the, the Catalan ones. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what they advocate for. Yeah. So I have some experience to warn you about, even about populism, nationalism, Italians know, mm -hmm. know quite a lot about it. Even so Belgium, eh, we, can, we can warn yeah. locals. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're also saying is kind of a um, defense reaction of, of those who are basically uh, defending a kind of a closed society yeah. in order to, uh, you know, give answers to, to people, which mm -hmm. is the separatist movement, clearly, like based on a, a very close uh, society and uh, new borders, etc. And I think it bothers them surely uh, when, let's say, like foreigners, but who know so well, as we do, the uh, Spanish political reality and the mm -hmm. Catalan political reality, get involved into politics because, of course, we give them this kind of objective mm -hmm. view on the things, yeah. and well, this bothers them, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's even worse for them. Perhaps it gets in the way of... An a certain narrative that is quite dominant here and, and doesn't often get challenged here. Exactly. Or if it does get challenged, it kind of gets challenged from the perspective of Madrid and Spain and perhaps exactly. a kind of European... Uh, challenge is, is, uh, is and I've made for example the experience um, in, in Brussels like or in Strasbourg um, at this kind of conferences and uh, you know they easily can just say or they do say like well if someone poses a question but if someone is, is, is Spaniard or say something and they just say well you're Spaniard you know this is why you're unionist etc but of course if there is someone who knows so well the political reality here mm -hmm. but it's not like originally from here let's say and challenges them it makes them very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. Also, in the views yeah. of the other of the other um, citizens. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, mean I completely agree, especially being Flemish. So when I say Flemish, they automatically think I am pro-independentist, you know. <laughs> and then I explain that no, and why, and I give them the reasons no. So in, in indeed, uh, it's uh, it gives you, well, a little bit more authority in that sense. Yeah, yeah. So I think we, we agree. It's, it's definitely an added value in, in in the world we have today. So you can bring your expertise, your vision of uh, of outside of, of, of the local politics with, and, and informing on the correct functioning of your own country. But I think also the reaction we, we, we meet, we see today, is maybe because it starts to work, uh, this project of the European Union, uh, like the, the, this 
free movement of EU citizens. Like, you can start voting and you can even do more, you can be active. And it's the first time, I think, for this election that we really see people starting to move and to be candidates in other countries. And so maybe the reaction we see now is because it's starting to work a little bit. So people realize, oh, this is happening and, and, and this, is, this is only the start, probably. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, there's never been a more important time for people to start paying attention to politics, and especially in Europe, because Europe's really facing a lot of challenges right now. Mm-hmm. Um, after everything that we've been through in the last decade, after the financial crash and the euro crisis and and everything and now we've got brexit and we've got the rise of populist parties from the left and from from the right so uh you know there's some big challenges in europe what do you think are the are the big um issues at the european level that people should care about and and what do you see as this the way forward to try to solve some of these issues well yeah, Eva, Eva, the best, the best, the best. Yeah, yeah. You all want to say something. The name of our party is pretty clear. The big distinction and clash for us is between people who want less Europe, yeah. and we are certain of what means less Europe. It's going to mean more confrontation and, and more clashes, or more Europe. And more Europe is an open project. We need to fill it with content still, but. That's the only available project we see um, behind us. About, uh, so about European elections, it's going to be between forces who want less and more Europe, mm-hmm. the basic clash. It's going to be interesting because it's pretty clear that the socialist and the popular party are not going to have the majority they always have enjoyed in these years. It's pretty clear that the Liberal Party, of which more Europe, Sudadanos, are part of, is going to be decisive to form even the Commission. And, but on the other hand, it's also pretty clear that the populists and the nationalists are rising in, in, in six. There are the um, elections which are, are weirdly taking place in the, in the UK, so yeah. they are sending MPs. So it's going to be very interesting. But, but, but again, the main decision is between whether we want more European Union, more Union, I mean, our party even struggled for a federation of mm-hmm. United States of Europe. Yeah. We know it's pretty um, um, ambitious, ambitious. <laughs> but, but, but we need to fight, to fight for something ambitious. And, and that's it. And all, all the main issues uh, that Europe is facing, migration and, and, and certain shortfalls of democracy and, uh, and the rule of law, especially in Western countries, on our view, can be solved just by more union. More and, 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 and even, we, we need to be clear, uh, individual stakes losing some of their authority to um, create something more in the federative style. We need to be clear. There is no way to keep the, the sovereignty individual states are enjoying and more union is, is yeah. a... Is okay. a Eva Maria. I couldn't yeah. agree more and this is, it shows why we should be and we will be in the same political group in the European Parliament uh, <laughs> after the next elections. Um, indeed, we have very big issues in front of us, um, and they're all global issues. If we think about climate change, uh, migration, um, the advance of uh, new technologies, um, organized crime, etc., these are all global issues. And I was saying before, at the end, uh, what people um, want or expect from us and from the European Union is on the one side protection and on the other side opportunities. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are those who actually, the solutions that they propose, uh, they only propose solutions that in their views uh, are going to provide some protection so they want a closed society a society that is protectionist mm-hmm. um, with more frontiers uh, unilateralism and this kind of things the and Trump we believe effect. the Trump effect exactly <laughs> and we believe actually that uh, the only way to deliver both protection and opportunities is really to, to have an open society um, that is built on uh, really like taking decisions at the European level, a very strong European Union um, externally, because I think one of the greatest challenges, if we think of all these global issues and global mm-hmm. challenges that mm-hmm. we are facing, the European Union needs to, to have a certain kind of leadership in order to be able to give these answers to the citizens. Otherwise, we are going just to not be able to comply with, the, with their expectations. And the European Union actually is the largest economic bloc uh, and the yeah. l- largest um, trading partner for, for all of the world. But yeah. this, all of this doesn't really translate into influence 
externally in the world, and it's we have to change problem. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So big market, but it uh, has exactly. to be one block in uh, external policies and, and, and to face all the, the, the big challenges that, that we will have. Romina, you want to, you want to add something? Uh, I, I do agree. I fully agree with what you <laughs> said here. I just maybe want to rephrase it in one nice sentence. I mean, I really believe that the very soul of Europe is at stake here. Okay, so with that, I think we can we can go to some music now. So it's it's and we will be back in uh, again in uh, in two minutes. So Ricardo, this is your song, and you're gonna tell us why you picked up that song after after the music. See, we'll be back in two minutes. Back to the studio, we're here on Cultura FM with Ricardo, Eva Maria and Romina. Ricardo, that was your song, so tell us about it. Yeah, this is Uccello Sempre Più Blu by Rino Gaetano, one of the most um, um, most important Italian songwriters. And the title of the song means in English, the sky always is, is always getting bluer, more blue. And it's a strong message of hope, I think. There is a list of motives to be said and worried about, and then the, there is this refrain claiming that the sky is always is getting bluer and more blue so it's a strong message of hope and I also hope that this blue is going to be European blue so that in the next, that the next, in the, in the next election the sky of the European skies is getting more European bluer than not European grey Okay, so very good. So we have, we have some narrative uh, going on with, with the music here. Unite Europe and, and the sky bluer. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, 
I wonder if we could talk a little bit about um, Barcelona and because here we are in, in Barcelona and of course there is the you know very high profile um, race for the the mayor of Barcelona which is mm-hmm. um, uh, quite a quite a powerful position compared to the other mayors of the municipalities and I wonder what you think are the main issues in Barcelona that people care about I always hear a lot about tourism um, and you know some of the problems people find with that and what what are some of the main things that need to be addressed at the Barcelona level? Well, to pick on, on what you were just saying, tourism. I mean, tourism, I've, I've seen, I've been seeing, like, messages of uh, turistas fuera, mm. tourism is a big threat, whereas there are 140,000 positions created, uh, job positions created, thanks to tourism. Now, tourism is a challenge, I mean, but you have to manage it. So you should not just say it's bad. I mean, Barcelona lives from tourism. It's an open city. It's a welcoming city. And we mm-hmm. have to support that. But it's a matter of managing it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's, you have to turn it into an opportunity because that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of the things that I um, would wish for the city is also to um, to to go back a little bit to its openness, right? I mean, when I came to Barcelona in 2006, um, I already could feel that something is happening. I mean, everybody was telling to me, you're going to the most uh, like open, most European city. Mm-hmm. In the uh, in the country, and actually, I was surprised to to discover that it's not always like this. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, for example, at university, and I got like kind of a sometimes strange uh, interpolations because of the fact that I was teaching in Spanish. Where mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, I mean, what's what's actually the, the, yeah, yeah. well, where's the issue and this kind of things. So I would hope for Barcelona really to to come back to to its essence, which is a very cosmopolitan, uh, international city, open to everybody, not really waiting up every day thinking of identity and things like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, actually, we have a useful and clear means to test which are the main felt worries in the city. This, this barometro municipal implemented by yeah. uh, Major Colau and, and it says that the first worries of Barcelona people is security. security? Yeah. It's, it's pretty clear and we always yeah. uh, we all witness that, that the crime rate is raising and raising. Yeah, it's actually 25% now. Yeah, so, so, and, and that's that's some issue that needs to be solved at different level. Mm-hmm. It's both are terms are issue involving um, city hall and and generally and the nation state. And the second problem is housing and the renting price, which is connecting to tourism. Mm-hmm. And about this issue, it's pretty clear that we cannot implement sim, uh, oversimplified solutions. It's not a question whether we want more or less tourism. It's not a question whether we want more expensive or less expensive tourism. It's pretty clear that. The, city needs more quality tourism Mm -hmm. but it's not at all clear that more expensive tourism means more quality tourism is a is a challenge as uh, Romina said that needs to be uh, managed Uh, but I I think that in the political debate we are facing oversimplified solutions about about this case Mm -hmm. both in terms of uh, regulating the price of 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 renting Mm -hmm. a measure of, of which I'm pretty worried and scared of and mm. limiting tourism in really, really, really uh, mm. useless, useless way. I mean, ineffective and, and even wrong ways. Yeah. So, so if you had all of your one priority, so it's short, short, what, what, what would it be? Just only one measure in the first weeks once you are elected or, or you have the possibility to implement it. What, what, would, it, what would it be? Only one. There are many, I know. But For Barcelona? For Barcelona. Let's okay. talk about Barcelona. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it's definitely for me personally also, I mean, it's also the fact uh, uh, to keep Barcelona uh, Europe as a, uh, to see Barcelona as a European capital, and that the world looks at Barcelona as its international reference, mm. which and it's it's losing that vibe, and mm-hmm. I want to get that back because yeah. that was the reason why I came. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. so, yeah. I think it's something you have in common, that Barcelona remains the, the, the global player. It was a city which is open, mm-hmm. European, and it means in, in many sectors, in sectors of, uh, it could be science, it could be of tourism, it could be m- many things, but uh, I think Barcelona, mm-hmm. and we all agree here, a lover of Barcelona, that Barcelona has all the assets to succeed. Uh, and, and so let's hope that it, that it remains like yeah. this. In next election, Barcelona can give a message both to the city itself, Catalonia, Spain and Europe. Let's just hope it's going to give the right message and not the wrong one. Mm-hmm.
Exactly. And maybe Eva could say something. (laughs) (laughs) Eva, what would be one thing that you would implement straight away at the European level? Because that's the the level that you're standing. Indeed. Um, Well, it's going to be the the first thing that the European Parliament is going to do uh, is to elect the uh, next president of the European uh, Commission, basically at the uh, second uh, session of the European Parliament, which is going to be in Strasbourg around the 16th and 17th of July. We're going to be presented with a candidate by the European Council, which is Mm -hmm. basically the heads of uh, government and state of the member states. And uh, we will have to see with that. And actually, we have a very concrete uh, program, and we are really determined to shape this next process of the European Parliament, basically the first months of the European Parliament, which is the election of the president of the European Commission and the auditions of the candidates for the commissioners, to shape it in a way that we really uh, influence the agenda. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have very concrete measures on the table and we are going to negotiate in all this process, election of the commission president and election of the commissioners mm-hmm. to uh, really um, kind of um, bring forward our priorities. Okay, all clear. I think, Annette, it's time not to go back to our, our, our business, the elections uh, this Sunday and with Europeans in Catalonia, I think we wanted to remind a few tips when you go to vote on Sunday because there are some tricks there. That's right. Well, you really, first of all, if you're registered to vote, you should already have received your tarjeta sensal, which is what you need to take along with you to your polling station. If for some reason you believe that you're registered and you haven't received it, you can still go to the Oficina de Atención Ciudadana, which is in the town hall. It's near Plaza St. Jaume in the the middle of uh, Barcelona. Um, You can go along there without an appointment and try and verify that you're on the census. Um, And then if if they are able to verify that you're definitely on the electoral roll, um, the the civil servant will be able to give you some sort of proof, and and you can take that along to the polling station if you haven't actually received your your polling card. Um, so it's on the twenty sixth of May. No, just, um, no, oh, no, just, no, just because I think yeah, no, in the th- in just just to to make that clear that uh, basically the tarjeta central is not a proof in the sense that you don't really need to bring it with yourself. So for all, right, all okay. those who have not received it you can still just go and vote the problem is of course where do you go to vote yeah. because then basically the tarjeta central uh, would tell you where to go and vote mm-hmm. so which school etc so for this basically uh, you should uh, try and get that information in advance yeah. but uh, even if you don't get the tarjeta central it's not a problem at all to go and vote it's important right, point as long as you're yeah. on the list exactly it's and you know point. which polling station you're supposed to be at so exactly. that's the important thing rather yeah. than having the actual tarjeta Thank you for correcting me. If you go on Sunday and you have someone telling you you cannot vote because you don't have your tarjetas and stuff, so just no, no, you, you yeah. just have That's to stand true, there, exactly. you insist, and you don't leave exactly. the place <laughs> yes. uh, without voting. So make, make, make this promise here. But what, you, <laughs> but what you do have to take is some identification, oh, you, and that yeah. identification will need to have a photo. So it's going to have to be your driver's license or your passport. So your NIA certificate that doesn't have take a photo. Both. That's not going to be good enough. You need to take something with a photo. And as I said before, remember when you go to the table and they're looking through the list to find your name, if you're a foreigner, if you're an uh, EU citizen or or other foreigner, you're not going to be on the main list. You're going to be on a separate list for foreigners that's usually just there, but it's behind the main list. Now, remember, most of the people who are manning the tables, they're just ordinary citizens who've been drafted in, so they won't necessarily have yeah. been told that. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. good for you to know and to be able to let them know. And um, Okay. Now, also very important, and verify also the date of uh, expiration of your uh, ID, because uh, it happened to me two months ago. I realized that, oh, my God, yes, <laughs> I, need, I need a new one. So maybe it's, it's another point to, to verify. Yes, okay. Thank you very much, Annette Afik. It's very important. Thank you for that. Thank you, Eva, for, for your clarification. Now, yeah. so, <laughs> so we are back. We still have a, a, few, a few minutes uh, together, and we have a few questions left for our guest, uh, Annette, in particular. Maybe if you have something you wanted to recommend to our fellow uh, EU citizens here. So we have a lot of people listening to us, uh, expats, uh, people from, from every country of Europe. And what would you tell them? 
to do and what would you recommend them to do based on your experience as politically active here? What uh, they would recommend them to do in terms of getting involved in, For example, yes, in politics? It, it, it's time to, to, to say what, what you have on, on, on so your heart. So what advice would you give people who wanted to get involved in politics and think, well, maybe I can't because this is not really my country? As, as you wish, you, you all want to say something? <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Be courageous, be daring. I mean, as a foreigner, you can bring a lot to the table, as I said before. So we are in Europe, we are European citizens, so go and do what you have to do. Just do it. Okay. And also, I think uh, we're in the right country for this, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, I think Spaniards in general are very, very... Um, tolerant and open in the sense that they really appreciate kind of an input of, from people who are coming from outside. Um, it's not like this everywhere, and I think we're lucky for this. And um, I just would say that people sometimes think that, uh, and it might be true, now I'm going maybe just to say something <laughs> against other political parties, but of course some like very traditional political parties, uh, they have like a big uh, operate like from people who have been uh, there since they are 15 years old. Mm -hmm. But let's say some people, uh, some uh, like of the newer political parties, it's very easy actually. Just go there, present yourself in the um, at the seat of the party, and talk to the people, and you will see how open they are and really interested into your your, your input and uh, mm -hmm. you know the contribution that you could give. Yeah, Ricardo. Uh, as I say, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. Check on social media; are great to this respect. Yeah. Check if there are events or or associations you would like to participate in. Check like. In in Barcelona, we European in Catalonia, but also go to the, the local parties. It's mm -hmm. full of people interested to listen your experience, to know what is going on in your country of origin, and then take action and exercise your voting rights. Mm -hmm. Municipal elections for me are crucial now, now in Barcelona, and it's a very big pity if European citizens are not going to vote in this. Uh, mm -hmm. And as people active in the local politics, the main task for, for, for me is to inform people about what they can do. Okay, so I try to summarize. Just do it. Spain mm -hmm. is a great, great country to do it and used all the means you have to do it, technology and starting with voting. I think uh, this is a summary of your messages <laughs> yes. to our fellow <laughs> EU citizens. Uh, Annette, we are getting close to, to the end of, uh, of the program. Uh, a few announcements before, yeah? I think just to say thank you very much to our three guests for coming in, yeah. um, Eva Maria Popcheva, Romina Bermelens. No, Bermelens. <laughs> no worry. Thank you so much for coming in and telling us all about that. Remember that if you need more information about how to get registered to vote and how to vote, you can find that on the Europeans and Catalonia website. And remember this coming Sunday, the 26th of May, if you can, please get out and vote. Yeah, and this, this program is broadcasted on Cultura FM 101.8 in Barcelona. You can also have access to it via the website, uh, for sure. Uh, it is broadcasted uh, on the FM on Thursday morning at 8 and also Saturday at 10. So we'll be back uh, next week with you. It was a pleasure. It was really a pleasure. We had a good time. It was very interesting. Thanks to all, and we say bye-bye. Uh, see you next week.
See? 